Welcome back into another edition of the Team Paper Podcast, aka America's favorite softball show. I'm Henry Hargitay. To my left, that's Jesse. You know what? I said to my left last time, and that was the biggest takeaway anyone had that I introduced you on my left and you were not on my left. I was on your right. You were on my right. And everyone who watched the podcast, I sent it to all my friends, family. The biggest takeaway everyone had was you messed that up right off the top. She wasn't on your left. Mm. <laughs> it's because you can rearrange your tiles. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, imagine that you spend your whole life dreaming of having your own podcast and 30 seconds into the intro of your very first one, you completely botch where your where your partner in crime is at. But nevertheless, we got a packed show today. Uh, we are going to have our inaugural guest join us coming up in a little bit. Alex Straco of Michigan Softball, who we'll introduce shortly. She is standing by. Uh, I can't wait to, to talk to her. Michigan's had a really good season so far. But how about you, Jesse? How was your weekend? How's everything down in the great state of Florida? Weekend was okay. Um, pretty boring. I was just home all weekend, you know, watching Netflix. Um, but yeah, taking care of the dogs, watching some softball and living life. The typical. So I've been, I've been uh, me and our, me and the rest of our team, we've had our eye on softball social media because I always remind everyone who tunes into the podcast that I keep my Twitter fingers handy. And so I, I've, I've found a couple of good tweets that I thought would be worth uh, getting your reaction on because I think, uh, you know, I, the more we can involve people, the more we can create a little buzz on, on social, social media, especially the softball side of things, the more fun it is. And so we'll go ahead and start this little social scoop. Now, one of my favorite ones I saw from the weekends, uh, Montana Fouts, not a team paper athlete. We have a couple of Alabama players, but uh, she recorded her 700th career strikeout this weekend. So uh, congrats to her. But my takeaway was the very first reply was, uh, and I hope I'm getting this name right, Kayla Kowalik, uh, I believe she plays for Kentucky. Yes. Very first response, and I love this. She said, uh, I have to be at least eight of these. She's a good athlete. I was actually at USA Trials with her um, this past year, but um, I think that's super funny because obviously Montana Fouts getting 700 strikeouts, phenomenal record, or not record, but phenomenal for her to – you know, have that um, for her, but just some of these athletes that sometimes quote these tweets, hilarious. And I think that's pretty funny because I faced Montana once. She threw me a drop ball inside. I grounded out the third base. I didn't get to see her much, but um, she's a great pitcher. And from what I've seen, she does a really good job on the mound and holds her own. So, yeah, I just love the, you know, this camaraderie on, on softball, social media, especially on Twitter. Like when it, I think it was Jocelyn Allen, when she broke the record and all the pitchers were chiming in to say what number they were i softball players just have fun on twitter i like it all right another one i saw um we're funny we're yeah funny. yeah you guys all seem to have good sense of humor how about that notre dame dugout okay i love it absolutely love when teams do this i know some people could find it disrespectful when someone's interviewing but um you know keeping the game fun i think that's super important as as an athlete who is doing something almost 24 7 um just taking a step back from the actual game and, you know, turning that mental side of the game off and having fun with it, I think is again, so important for us um, just to keep us grounded and to keep having fun with the game itself. And um, I absolutely love when teams do this stuff. It's funny to see what they can come up with. And I know us at Florida State in 2014, they had a, a poll and Brianna Hamilton, Courtney Cetus and Tiffany Brown would hang on it 
um, like they were roasting pigs and walked behind Kocha. So um, we got into some things when I was there as well. They kind of have died down a little bit because we're not allowed to have props in the dugout anymore. But yeah, again, I, I find it absolutely hilarious and love to see what teams can come up with. That blows my mind that they're not allowed to have props uh anymore if like if there's any message that i hope you know people take away from this podcast is that we are pro props and uh you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna boycott until we get props back or anything but like i just want it to be known that i want props back i can see it as a distraction if like people are using the props to distract players but i feel like if we're old enough to know not to do that stuff so let us have the props in the dugout let us have fun with it as long as we're not using it against other team i think it would be fine but NCAA thinks otherwise so yeah all right last one here more, more one more on a serious note but I nevertheless I thought it was important from uh Seth Oliveras he says major sports networks like ESPN need to televise more college softball and no not just postseason play I'm talking games in February and March these athletes perform at the highest level in stadiums filled to capacity it's time to give credit where it's due hashtag grow the game softball we need the coverage and I, I, the coverage. I couldn't agree more because, I mean, you look at some of these stadiums around the country, Oklahoma, uh, you know, Florida State, Michigan, that it's it's February and March. And these guys are selling out their stadiums. They got thousands of people packed in, de- in there to see them. The other night I told we talked about it last week on the show. It was a Wednesday night, that game at Alabama. I, there was not a single seat open. And mm-hmm. if you're getting that type of attendance in a game, you know, major networks. Yeah. I they've, done, they've done the numbers. And I think um, Alabama or Florida state that Wednesday night game was like one of the highest viewed games on TV. And as well as UCLA versus Florida state when they were here in Clearwater down in, in Florida. So, um, you know, you're getting some high quality postseason play in February, March with these teams. And I think it's worth coverage. You know, I think it's worth the coverage. And I think, um espn should take another look and open their schedule up a little bit more for us female athletes and you know allow us to showcase our talent showcase you know that we're competitive you know we love to compete on the field and our games are fun to watch they're quick they're not slow like baseball and um it's just it's a fun game to play it's a fun game to watch and i think just that needs to be changed a little bit with the amount of coverage that we get as softball players and even at the professional level, we don't have any type of media coverage. Um, and I know a lot of fans love specific players that they watch in college, but they can't follow them after because they can't travel thousands of miles to come watch us in person. Um, but, you know, if we have that coverage on TV, then our fans can watch us. Our fans can follow along with our journey and at the professional level. Um, but we don't have that right now. So um, just a lot of change that can happen within the game. Our game is growing daily. Um and it's getting better day by day and the standards are you know getting higher and higher each day but again i think just that media coverage for us female athletes in the game of softball needs to be better agreed and uh you know i like i like that you say that uh because we're taking matters into our own hands here and we're giving these athletes a a chance and a platform to come on here and, and talk about their performances and talk about their stories and and all that great stuff because ultimately part of growing the game lies within the media uh you need media coverage to grow the sport and i'm not talking constant x's and o's and exit velocities and eras and all that uh because believe me the guest we're about to bring on can talk about that uh for a long time because she's uh built quite the resume uh but the beauty of what we're trying to do is bring on these athletes uh to talk about them 
to, to show the person behind the uniform and that, um, you know, that uh, they're not just athletes, they're more than that. They're, they're people who, who deserve to be covered in, in every aspect, not just uh, for the couple hours you're seeing them compete in that sport. And with that, should we bring her on? You ready? Come on, please. Without further ado, the very first, the inaugural guest on the Team Paper podcast, 2021 unanimous Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. She currently leads the Big Ten in strikeouts, ERA, and wins. And she is kind enough to take some time to talk to us here. Alex Storacco, how's it hanging? Hi, everyone. How are you? Hey, we're all good. We're, we're not as good as you, though. I look at your numbers this year, 13-0, first in the Big Ten in Ks. Uh, your opponent batting average is the lowest in the Big Ten. Things are working out for you in your senior season with Michigan, and you guys, you guys are getting things rolling up in Ann Arbor, huh? Yeah, um, we got a pretty uh, long week ahead of us of home games, and it's just like really exciting because uh, we're on the road for a while, and uh, we're back in the uh, ever um, so changing of weather. Because you know, just a couple days ago we had a blizzard, and then it was all melted by the end of the day, and then we were practicing outside the next day. So you never know what you're going to get here in Michigan, and the always keeps you on your toes but um yeah uh really proud of this team so far um I think we've had so much growth um we've had a lot of new faces in our lineup um and I think that that really adds to our depth I know a lot um of my teammates and you know Hutch um in interviews have talked about our depth and our crazy talent from one through 20 and I think that that is what makes us um very resilient in a lot of our games, very um, dependable and, you know, just ready to go in any kind of situation because there's so many people we can rely on to get the job, get the job done. Go ahead, Jesse, you got, or I'll go. Um, I, so when I look at your schedule, uh, one of the things that like stands out to me and I was talking with, uh, I want to say it was Lindsay Elam uh, of, of Oklahoma. And she said, she talked to me about how like, despite their, their hot start, they're still not World Series ready. They're still not at the point where they've kind of hit an obstacle and had a lump uh, where they, you know, maybe learn something about themselves. But I look at your schedule and, you know, early on in this season, the gauntlet was pretty insane. You guys had seventh ranked Oklahoma State, sixth ranked Florida, 24 UCF, fifth ranked Florida State, 21 LSU, and then a pair of games versus the 13th ranked team Duke at the time. Um, Have you guys had like a team that you played where, uh, whether it was a win or loss, where you kind of walked away from the game saying, yeah, like that game will teach us something going forward about where we need to be as a team. Um, I think there's been a lot of defining moments. I can't really, I guess, pick um, a certain game, but there's just like been some really gritty moments. Um, I say, I really think back to LSU, um, the bottom half of our lineup really kind of helped the the top half. And I think that that really, um, really uh, let the light shine on our freshmen. Our freshmen really uh, got the got the innings going and scored, you know, the first couple of runs. Um, and so that was really, really exciting. Um, and I think um, was another good one. Duke, Duke has, was another uh, great one, uh, our first win um, against them. Um, I think it was three to two, close game. Um, and it was just like, the action never stopped. Like there, it was a really, you know, on both sides a lot of hits and you know we scraped away with the win and it's like wins like those like really gritty ones not the ones that you know you blow out a team and it's like the ones that you just like you just kind of 
got to keep chipping away and see who's ready to literally step up to the plate and step up to that challenge. And I think there's been a lot of really good moments for our team. You talk about defining moments in the game. I remember mine just that changed the whole outlook on softball came my freshman year versus Michigan, which is crazy. We had a doubleheader versus Michigan um, and little freshman me came up to the plate, bottom of the seventh inning, two outs with a runner in scoring position and failed both times and thought it was the end of the world. Um, have you experienced that defining moment for you yet in your career at Michigan? Um, honestly, like coming from a very like not really well-known area. I wasn't a very highly touted recruit um, throughout high school. Um, and so I had a lot of like doubt going into Michigan, a power five. Oh, like can't believe she's going there. She'll be a bullpen pitcher, all this stuff. Um, my sophomore year, right before COVID hit, um, we beat Florida 11 to two, which is like, you know, a little unheard of. Um, and I threw a complete game and it was one of those moments where it's like, wow, like I really do like belong here. I belong in like the power five. I belong beating these really good teams. And I remember after that game, I went up to um, Hutch and Biggie in the outfield after we debriefed. And I was like, I gave them hugs. They like looked at me weird. I was like, thanks for believing in me because you know, my freshman year I struggled in like, yeah, I'm doing okay. But like, I didn't really have that confidence in my confidence in myself to get the get the job done. And after I did that um, at Florida, because it was uh, our opening weekend in Tampa, um, I went to the bathroom in our dugout and just started crying because it was just like, holy crap, like I just did that. I, I just beat Florida. And Florida was a team I looked up to like growing up along with Michigan. So to be the starting pitcher in that game and the winning pitcher was just like awesome. And I remember coming out of that, that um, bathroom and Sierra Romero's right there and coming down to uh, congratulate our team in between games because we were supposed to play USF right afterwards. And Hutch turns to me, she goes, why are your eyes all red? I'm like, oh, and Romo's right there. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed myself. And I'm like, um, I got some sunscreen in my eyes. I don't like, <laughs> that's the best I could uh, come up with. But I didn't want to tell her like, oh, I just cried in the bathroom because I was so happy that I just beat Florida. But that was definitely the game that I think that was like, okay, like, yeah, like I, I, I am here. I belong here and stuff. Um, and I think that was just always a win that always will resonate with me, um, for the rest of my life. And then just last year, um, another big one was, um, my win against Washington and in, in the regionals, um, was another one of those. I didn't cry afterwards with happiness, <laughs> but um, it was just another one's like, like Washington's a very good hitting team. And I was able to just dominate from pitch one to the last one. So it was one of those, like, just really exciting. Like I do belong here kind of deal. I have a question. So you, um, we, we spoke a little bit about this before uh, the interview started just about like the buzz at Michigan right now, like the men's basketball team going to the sweet 16, like the women's basketball team, it just advanced as well. Um, and obviously f Michigan, you know, football will always kind of uh, be the thing there. And that's, that's, you know, we, we should encourage that. We love football too, but um, I, I, I think there's, it's fair to say that there's just a constant battle uh, among female athletes to get that recognition um, to you know, like be on that stage and be on primetime ESPN more often and get that type of coverage but it's even harder and like even different uh, for someone who plays at Michigan. You guys are uh, like a national contender year in, year out on the softball side of things. You guys are almost always ranked. Uh, you've been in the best pitcher in the conference for the past two years now. Yet you guys are still, dare I say, like the fourth most popular team 
at the school. Is that fair to say? And like, uh, if so, is that something you guys ever talk about in terms of like, and use that kind of like as motivation to say like, hey, we want to be recognized nationally. We got to be recognized in Michigan first. Um, honestly, like, I, like Michigan softball's success has been such a constant in the last however many years that I think to this point, like Michigan fans just is like kind of expect it. Like you expect Michigan softball to be good. Like it's like not a shock to anyone that, you know, we have a good team, a good culture um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's, um, it's really cool and honestly exciting to see like other teams kind of jump on that success like bandwagon because like our women's gymnastics just won national championship last year. Um, you have our women's basketball team doing well. So it's like, it's, it's a tradition of winning. And I think that's what um, Michigan breeds. And, you know, we love being a part of the conversation all the time. And if it's, if it's, you know, go blue at the top, then I love it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, why, why did you pick Michigan? What was it about Michigan that made you want to go there? Well, I was committed to DePaul University as a sophomore. Um, and I decommitted a year later after I was um, jumped and attacked in my Catholic high school cafeteria. I broke my pitching wrist. Um, I had a really, really bad concussion. Um, a lot of personal things uh, were happening and I didn't want to be as close to home. Um, and so I was decommitted with no offers going into my senior year. Um, and I had to transfer high schools and, you know, the whole shebang. Um, and I eventually got chatting with Michigan because our assistant coach, Bonnie Tholes from the Chicagoland area and the new high school I transferred to her, um, her brother sent a news article. and was like, Hey, this kid's pretty good. Like, why don't you check her out? So she came and uh, watched a couple games over the summer, um, and I came and visited um, my senior year. Came to the football game, um, and honestly, just like loved it. I uh, I I uh, pulled Hutch aside before we even got to the football game, which is usually like the big selling point here. Obviously, it's the big house and all that. And uh, we were playing. Um, the girls were playing uh, flag football um, in the uh, outfield turf of our softball field, and I pulled her to the side, and I was like. So I think I'm gonna go here. And she was like, do your parents know you're doing this? And I was like, she's like, do you wanna go talk to them? You know, like before? And I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll tell them later. Like, but like, I'm gonna come here. I'm gonna wear the black gown. She was like, okay, that's awesome, great. <laughs> and like, that was like it. Like, I just like, I was with, uh, on the visit with a bunch of the girls in my class um, and just like loved how it was just always a family culture and, you know, who wouldn't wanna play for Hutch them? She's the goat she's amazing um so it's just a lot of the tradition a lot of the family and um the michigan success yeah so i mean it sounds like obviously uh you know not a, not a straight shot path with your recruitment to michigan because of you know some some tragic things that clearly happened but uh as far as like your the recruitment process after what happened to you was there kind of a moment where you ever hit the panic button and just said like I don't know what's going to happen. Like there's a lot of unknowns here uh, with all of this. Um, Cause I just think that's so crazy for something like that to happen. And for now it's you be having one of the best collegiate careers in the history of the big 10. Um, so I don't know, just kind of think about like where you were then to where you are now. Like how did you not let yourself go get to too low of a place? Um, I mean, honestly, throughout that whole 
the whole situation, I was at a very low spot and I was lucky enough to have softball to lean on. Um, I think the worst part was healing from my injuries and, you know, having a cast on my pitching wrist. And I, I remember I just, just finally started getting my rise ball, which is such a hard pitch to learn and to really grasp. And I broke my wrist and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to pitch again. Like, there's no way I get out of this. Um, and just like with so much support from my family and, you know, um, a grueling training, like I, I made it. And, you know, I think that that's, you know, what helps me be such a good pitcher is like, I guess I've, I have just a permanent chip on my shoulder and that's how I go out there and play. And I think that finding that as a player just makes you play at just a different level. And I think um, it really, it really uh, torpedo torpedoes you to success. Um, so we're going to get into some fun talk now. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about what happened with your guys' bus. I saw you guys were hitchhiking <laughs> on the side of the road. I saw someone's uh, either TikTok, Snapchat, something. You guys broke down or whatever. Yeah, so... Um... Well, to start the spring break, we um, were headed to North Carolina. So we're obviously flying there on a Thursday um, and we're um, getting ready in the locker room, pack the bus and we get notifications on our Delta app. They're like, plane, um, your plane's delayed because of mechanical issues. We're like, crap. So we're getting ready and we're like, rumor is like Hutch is gonna make us hit on the field before we get to the airport because schedules were changed because of army, I believe. And we were supposed to play a game that night, Thursday night at Duke against army. We're like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be, this is going to be great. Like we're going to play today after a long travel. Like we were, we, we were ready for it. And, and then Hutch comes in. She's like, you know what, just in case they get it fixed earlier than they think, like we're going to pack the bus, we're going to go to the airport and, you know, we're going to be ready for this, this plane, whenever it's ready. So we're like, cool, great, awesome. Um, and so we're sitting on the plane. Girls have fallen asleep, have woken up, thought we already arrived in North Carolina, and that was not the case. We were on the plane for like an extra hour and a half, just sitting there, still in Detroit, trying to make it out before the snowstorm came. And so we finally get out, and we're, the game's supposed to be at, uh, I think it was 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And uh, we land and we still have to grab about 50 bags off the, uh, off the plane. And, there we're, and we're sitting there trying to count every bag. We're like, oh my gosh, like Hutch is pacing. Like, it's just, it's, we're like, you know what? It'll be fine. We'll be good. Like we were ready. We're like, we're gonna play a game. It's gonna be fun. A great story to talk about, right? Little did we know. And so we are on the way to the field because we're like, okay, we're gonna, you know, change on change on the bus and all that stuff and then one of our one of our girls is friends with someone on army was like oh yeah they just left the field and we're like what are you talking about like we're on our way like we're gonna get there like we're gonna play this game she's like yeah no they were tired of waiting so they just like left the field and we're like oh no like what's gonna happen now so then like obviously we're all like chattering about this in the back of the bus and hutch finally gets back comes back to the bus and she's like, so like, we're just gonna do a hitting practice. Army didn't wanna wait. They've been up like all day from traveling and stuff. So, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna kind of 
see if anyone else wants to play, you know, during our week span in North Carolina. We're like, cool, great, awesome. So what we wore on the plane is what we did a hitting practice in at Duke. Got got done late, got back to the hotel late. Um, and then um, we played Northern Kentucky and Duke the next day. Um, really good series at Duke and everything. And so next half of our spring break trip, we had to bus eight hours to Kentucky. So already the whole like, we were like, <laughs> ah, yeah, eight hours to Kentucky for spring break. Let's do it. After just being in like drizzle rain in, in, in North Carolina, you know, our, our off day was pouring rain. A lot of girls didn't really do anything besides sleep. Um, so we're like, okay, whatever. We got snacks, you know, all that stuff. We're getting there and we're cruising two hours in and we start slowing down. We're like, oh, I missed, I missed one thing actually. We played a midweek at Elon that we picked up and we get done with the game and we couldn't find our bus. We're like, where's our bus at? They're like, oh, it's like getting fixed. Something broke down. We're like, oh my gosh, we're like starving. We just played a game, yada, yada. It was an hour of us sitting outside of Elon softball field that we finally started walking down the road and had to go meet our bus on the side of the road to get into it. And then we finally got it all fixed and got back to our, got back to the hotel. Two days later is when we started to do, head to Kentucky and um, we're two hours into our trip and we feel the bus starting to slow down. We're like, oh no, like, um, is someone getting sick? Like, what's the deal? And Hutch goes, no, the bus is breaking down. We're like, great. <laughs> We're in the mountains of North Carolina. And lo and behold, to the right of us, uh, across the creek that the ditch has, there are softball fields. We're like, oh, my God, she's going to make us practice in our in our delay. Like, she's going to make us, like, in a bus, in, in, in our bus breakdown, like, go to the fields and hit. She didn't have us do that, like, thankfully, but um, we were on the side of the road for three hours. And so when I tell you, we literally crossed like the woods and a creek and barbed wire to go sit at the softball fields just to be away from people from each other for three hours. Like there were people in the pavilion making TikToks. There were other girls just like walking around. There was like a trail um, close by. Um, a couple of us played hacky sack next to the bus. We did order pizzas and they said, no, we can't order to the side of the highway, but like, we'll try to figure out the address to the softball <laughs> fields. So then like girls had to go down, meet the pizza guy and bring them through the thicket, the thicket of like the woods and like the thorns and everything back to the people who didn't like leave the bus. And we sat there and ate some really good pizza and uh on buckets and on the grass and stuff and then we had to wait for another bus to come we switched buses and then uh we didn't arrive to uh kentucky until kind of late and it was a long day oh sounds, my god sounds like a great spring break oh yeah oh so, yeah 50 oh degrees god. and everything i have a follow-up question to that so you mentioned you were there for three hours yeah now like maybe i'm a little messed up for saying this but like I'm the, I'm the type of guy when we're in a group situation like that, like, I love when, like, things go wrong and, like, there's nothing, like, I can do. It's just, like, oh, someone else, like, has to fix uh -huh. it. But, like, three hours is kind of a long time. So was, at what point during those three hours did you kind of say, like, all right, this isn't funny anymore. Like, I, I just want to get out of here. Um, Minute one. <laughs> uh, pretty close. Well... <laughs> As we were breaking down and like assessing the situation, my freshman year, Hutch told her hitchhiking story 
across the country. And so we're like, oh, and we're seniors now. So obviously no one else has really heard it besides the fifth years. And so we're like, oh gosh, tell your story, tell your story. So she goes on to tell this story about she hitchhiked from Michigan all the way to Colorado to go see the Yellowstone National Park. Um, and she slept with like rattlesnakes and there was like talks about like bears and all of it slept in the ditches of the highways and, you know, literally went from, you know, did she really to, I swear to God, she did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious story. And so we're like, what a perfect time for you to tell the rest of the team. Right. <laughs> so she tells this and yada, yada. And she's like, okay, like the air's not working. So like, and of course it's the nicest day of spring break. It's 72 out. Right. And we're not playing softball. We're on a bus. We're like, really? <laughs> and so it was like, honestly, probably 10 minutes after we all got off the bus that we were like, and Hutch, like, you know, she goes to the front of the bus and starts like putting her thumb up to semis and we're like, <laughs> like dying laughing. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and it was like, okay, from like, we kind of like got off the bus and looked at each other and we're like, yeah, we're all going to go our separate ways now. And we kind of did just because we had already been on the bus for a while at that point too. And we didn't oh, honestly think God. it was going to take three hours on the side of the road. Honestly, sometimes didn't. those are like in the moment it sucks, but mm -hmm. three years down the road, you're going to look back on this and it's going to be one of the best stories. Like you oh, tell yeah. your friends oh, yeah. and reminisce with your teammates. Mm -hmm. You'll always remember that for sure. All right. I want to, I want to switch gears for a second because uh, you're, you're quite the TikTok star. And like, I, I like think it's pretty badass that like, you know, here comes Oakland, you know, all respect in the world to Oakland, not really, not really a school known for their softball, I guess. And, you know, I, I imagine them in the locker room before the game, like, you know, getting ready to gear up to play, to play Michigan. And, you know, and here they are in the locker room saying like, guys, like, this is it. Like, this is, this is Michigan. Like we're across from the big house. Like this is, this is our time. And then, you know, the last thing they see before you ring up 16 of them is you doing your little, you know, do, doing this stuff. And then you come in and do you ever think about that or am I crazy? Honestly, like I just try to have fun with it. And like, it's really funny because I was like the first on our team on TikTok back in like 2019 when it was like so hush hush. If you had TikTok, like you like you have TikTok and like, of course, like I was like on it. I was like not not shameful about it all it's like you, you guys watch this the watch this video it's hilarious and I honestly I got everyone on TikTok and I remember when like I first kind of blew up was right before COVID and like um so like that's when I like started to get like kind of a following I guess um and then so I've kind of just been like the team pest of like getting you know everyone in on TikToks and everything and it, I didn't really like majorly blow, blow up, I guess, until this fall, I got the girls to do um, the bad romance video. And we all went into the stairwell <laughs> and I had everyone do like sing the bad romance of Lady Gaga. So now that's a really big and it got like 3.8 million views or something like that. So that's how I insane. followed you. <laughs> I saw yeah. that on the For You page. Yeah. And it's really, it's so funny because, and it's really cool. And um, I have a couple of the girls that are like, have a, a good following on the team too. So like, they'll get in on the fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's honestly, it's just a lot of fun. And um, making jokes about softball with some of the audios is pretty hilarious too. It reminds so. me a lot of Vine. You know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of Vine. Um, all right. So we only have probably about eight minutes. So we're going to um, finish this off with a this or that for you. It's going to be okay. rapid fire, this or that. 
I'm going to give you two choices. You have to pick. Okay. okay. You ready? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Country or hip hop? Country. Rise ball or change up? Rise ball. TikTok or Insta? TikTok. Shoes or sandals? Shoes. Dress up or dress athletic? Athletic. Powerade or Gatorade? Gatorade. Android iOS? iOS. And the last one, Michigan or FSU? <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> all righty. All right. I, 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 want, I want to follow up there because, all right, last one before we let you get out of here because we know you're busy. Um, I, we, we also, I like to shout out our other team paper athletes because, uh, uh, you know, we work with a multitude of, of, of softball teams and, and base, or uh, basketball and football teams. Uh, but on the softball side of things, I don't expect you to even comment here, but I'm going to try anyway. That team from Columbus is off to a good start, and they are also a team paper team. Have you, have you guys taken note of them and said, hey, like, this could be a competitive game this year? We don't really t- pay attention to the team down south. That's it? That's all you got for me? That's all I got to say. Well said. Spoken <laughs> like a true Michigan Wolverine. All right. Well, that this has been absolutely awesome. Everyone listening, don't forget, uh, Michigan softball will be live on Team Paper. You can get to know Alex and the rest of her teammates by subscribing for just $10 a month, mon- money going directly into her and her teammates' pockets. So if you love Michigan softball or if you love Michigan, you love women's sports, Team Paper is the best way you can get on board and support these women who are out here entertaining us uh, weekly. And uh, we can't wait to watch you guys finish the season. You guys are off to a hot start. Uh, keep, keep striking them out. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure getting to know you here once again. We'll probably have you back on at some point with another follow-up once we get closer to, to uh, a run to Oklahoma City. But in the meantime, stay healthy. This has been great, and we'll talk to you soon, Alex. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.